Hello all, welcome or welcome back to and everything in between. I'm your host, Mela. So we're just going to dive right into today's episode because I have a lot that I want to cover in this episode. And this episode is Friendship Part 2. I decided that I was just going to go ahead Part 1, Part 2 because I already have a good topic I want to talk about for the episode after this. But I just really want to talk all about friendship and complete this little mini-series, I guess. So, um, if you haven't listened to part one, I covered some interesting topics in that. They don't have to go in order, but if you want to listen to that one, I talk about how to make new friends, how you can't force friendships. You know, they take time and sometimes friendships that you just don't click or it takes a long time for you guys to click. Um, I talked about differences between toxic friends and healthy friends, good friends. You know, toxic friends, they never compliment you. They are gossiping about you. They just, they don't seem like they really want to be your friend when it's just you guys alone. Healthy friends, they make you feel good about yourself. They give you compliments, you know, they make you feel proud of your accomplishments. Um, friends change at certain phases in your life. I know it's such a cliche. Oh my God, all your friends change when you get to high school. But literally, a lot of my friends changed. But for the better, for the better. I think I have really good friends now. But I feel like certain phases in your life, whether you're starting a new job, you're going off to college, you are entering middle school or high school, those are kind of milestones in your life where your friends might change or whenever you move someplace, your friends might change. Um, I talked about my own personal friendship evolution. I shared a lot of middle school horror stories in last episode, so if you want to hear about those, oh my god, some of those were just, I hate thinking about middle school, but I talked about my personal friendship evolution. I also discussed the idea of having a best friend and how it kind of feels constrictive. Like every new friend you have, you want to be this ultimate best friend, but that's really unrealistic and it's still equally important to have three or four really close friends than one best friend. So that was just a summary, a little recap. Of course, I didn't share all the points I made and everything from the last episode, So if you want to check that out, then listen to part one. But this episode is part two of friendship. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about the whole idea of gossip, which I've been wanting to talk about for a long time and having friends that gossip. And I'm also going to be talking about getting into fights with friends and how to recover from that, growing apart from or losing friends and giving advice, this whole idea of having friends that need advice. So before we get started, if you want to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, if you like this episode or any other episodes, I would appreciate that so much. So yeah, let's get into today's episode. Like I said, the first topic I want to talk about is gossip. And I want to talk about this idea of gossip because... It's just, I've, I have some points to make. And also having friends that gossip, how that makes you feel. First of all, I think we should just say this. Everyone gossips. We shouldn't pretend that we don't. 
it is so annoying to me when people act like they're all these perfect people, like, oh, I never say bad things about people or say things in general, like, oh, did you know what Susie did? She did this. Like, what do you guys think about that? Like, everyone does that. Everyone does things like that every once in a while, maybe not every once in a while, but we all gossip. It's just part of being a person and we just need to stop acting like we don't. Because everyone I know has gossiped at least 1, 10, 20 times in their lives. It's normal. It's something people do. And I hate when people act pretentious. Like, oh, I've never gossiped. I've never said anything bad. I'm this perfect person. Because gossip is a way, I feel like, when it's not about something people can't control, but when it's about something people have done, I feel like gossip is a way to voice your opinion and it's a way to connect with others who share those similar opinions. And I hope this doesn't sound super stuck up like, oh, Mila gossips all the time because I don't gossip all the time, but sometimes it can be a good thing, which I don't think people realize. And I hate when people just sit back and they say, oh, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to voice my opinion because everyone does have an opinion. And gossip in a way is kind of a way of sharing that opinion. So I don't want you guys to think that I think all gossip is okay because all gossip is not okay. But harmless gossip with only the people you're close to or you really trust isn't that bad. It helps you grow closer with those friends and form those connections by voicing your opinions. And this is kind of a new perspective of looking at gossip because it has this negative stigma around it that whenever you gossip, it's a bad thing. But I don't think whenever you gossip, that's not a bad thing, you know? This harmless gossip, talking about what someone did and how you feel about that or what someone did to someone else and you think, oh, that's really mean, like they're such a mean person. I'm just giving random examples. But when you do that, you talk about those small random things with only, and I'm enunciating the word only, the only people you're close to isn't that bad. Because the people you're close to, you probably trust them, right? You probably are not afraid to share your opinion with them if they're good friends. So harmless gossip like that with those people is okay. Now, when you're talking to people you've never talked in your whole life about someone else that you've also never talked to in your whole life and you're giving your opinion on them and you don't even know them, like that's not okay, right? Because you're not close to the person you're gossiping with. You don't even know the person you're gossiping about. So that's not okay. But when you're gossiping with your friends, and I say gossiping, but I mean just talking about things that have happened recently with your friends, it's a way to connect. I really think it brings people closer. And I hope people don't think I sound stuck up for that or like a bad person. But I honestly think that in some circumstances, gossip is okay. Now, the type of gossip I think isn't okay. And if you have friends that are constantly gossiping about these things, that's not okay either, are when you comment on something people can't control or something physical about someone, not something someone has done to you or someone else. 
not the way someone has acted or something else like that. But when you comment on things people can't control, like their appearance, their weight, their hair, their whatever, their physical traits, or their outfit, the clothes they're wearing, things that are just so random that shouldn't matter to you, that don't affect you in any way. Anything like that, that people can't control, or that's just really small things, that isn't okay. That is, that's true gossip, in my opinion, is when you talk about the way someone looks, or the clothes they wear, or the food they eat, or something like that. Something that is so small and irrelevant, that has no significant meaning, that shouldn't matter at all to you. So I had friends like that that were just constantly gossiping. And when I say gossiping, I mean gossiping about people's appearance, their outfits, so much. I I had this friend before. It was like every person this friend saw would body shame them. And that is just not okay. That type of gossip is not okay. And it felt draining to be around them. When you're around those friends that only talk about other people and how they look and other small things like that, it just feels so draining. Like talking about something like that over and over again and hearing it it makes you feel like numb, like, oh my god, okay, we get it, like, stop. And when I had those friends that were just constantly gossiping, it made me feel guilty by association. Even if I never said anything about this person's appearance or what they were wearing, just hearing the other person said it and knowing that I was friends with them or I surround myself with those people made me feel guilty, like, it made me feel like I was the one doing the gossiping, even though I never said a word. And that's when you take a step back and you reevaluate. You know, it's, it's really simple. If that person is making you feel drained to be around them because they can't stop talking about other people and running their mouth about other people and you feel like sick and bad when you're around them? Is that really the friendship you want to surround yourself with? And just people that constantly are gossiping and who can't hold conversations about themselves or you like talking to you and saying, so how's life going? What's, what's going on with you? People that can't hold conversations about that are not good friends. It's as simple as that. And I know I said harmless gossip with only the people you're close to isn't bad. Harmless gossip isn't gossip about people's appearances, outfits, whatever, their habits. Harmless gossip is about something someone has done to you or a story you have about someone. That's harmless gossip because it involves you and it's not about something someone can't control. But those people who are always gossiping, they really can't hold a conversation about themselves. And that should say something to you. Why won't they ever talk about themselves or wonder how I'm doing? Why do they always have something to say about someone else? And that can be root rooted in insecurity or just they feel like they don't have anything interesting about themselves to say. 
But all the times I've known that people who are gossiping, they like the power of knowing something about someone else that you don't know. And this is true for all types of gossip. Now I'm kind of broadening it. Whenever someone is telling me something someone else did to them, like, oh my God, did you hear what so-and-so did? It's like they get the certain excitement to them. Like, oh, I know something. Do you want to know what I know? And you can tell they're getting excited over this gossip. And if it's a harmless gossip with your friends and you trust them, you trust they won't say anything like, oh, Mela said this about you, you trust them, then that's okay. But those people who you're not really close to, they're gossiping about appearance and they're like, oh, oh my God, that person's outfit is so ugly today. They like the power of saying something about the other person. They like seeming like they're in control and they're the one, they're the ones who have all the important opinions about others. And it took me so long to realize this. These people like to feel like they're in control because they know facts about other people. So they're going to use that to their advantage and make it seem like they're the hot spot for information and people talk to them because they want to know what's going on, you know? And that's not okay either. This powerful feeling, and I felt this powerful feeling of having something that someone else doesn't know, even if it's just to my friends and I'm saying, oh, did you hear about so-and-so? Like, they did this, that was horrible or whatever. I feel like, oh, dang, like all my friends, they don't, they don't know what I'm about to say. I feel like I have control of this situation and it makes you feel powerful. And I feel like that's the addiction of gossiping and having these friends that gossip is because they want to feel in control of the situation. They want to know all the answers. And that is the really just kind of dangerous thing about this. Because once you have like the power of knowing something or saying something that other people want to hear, you keep on doing it over and over again for that powerful feeling. That was just my take on that. And I have a piece of advice. I know I said if you have these friends that are gossiping, they're not good friends. Again, differentiating between gossiping about harmless things versus gossiping about stuff people can't control or petty things. But my number one piece of advice, and I had to learn this the hard way, and it's not a good experience to learn the hard way, but if you haven't heard this, just take my word for it because it's universally true. This is a universal piece of advice. If someone is gossiping about another friend, another one of your friends with you, then they're definitely gossiping about you to their other friends. So if I had this friend, and this is true story again, if I had this friend who's gossiping about someone I thought they were close to, they're best friends and they're gossiping about them to me, I'm like, okay, this is kind of a red flag. I'm, what's going on here? I thought they were best friends. If they're constantly doing that, harmless gossip, random stuff that doesn't even matter, like, why are you telling this to me? then they're definitely doing the same about you, that using that same gossip to those other friends. 
And this always, always is the case. And I know sometimes we're like, no, this person just trusts me so much. But, you know, friends don't gossip about other friends. That's just the bottom line. And I know I said this harmless gossip. Harmless gossip is gossiping about like kind of other people or things that are going on with the people you're close to. It's not gossiping about your friends to more of your friends. That is not okay. And it's just that person who's doing the gossip is probably not the most reliable, good friend for you because they're just telling you because they have this feeling of power, talking about something you don't know, but they're going to turn around and do the same thing to their other friends about you. That is just my number one piece of advice. Oh my god, I wish I knew this earlier because it could have saved me a lot of drama in middle school. I've talked a lot about the gossip that's not okay. Things people can't control. There is quote-unquote gossip, and I say I put quotes around it because it's not even really gossip. It's not. This quote-unquote gossip that is okay is ranting about something, someone and what they've done to you. Because ranting is a way that you can express your emotions. You can just get out everything you're feeling and confide in another friend. It is, it's really confiding in someone you trust about something that's made you feel really angry or sad or whatever, or violated. And sometimes we need to have those rants. We I'm not even going to say sometimes. Everyone rants. You need to rant. You can't bottle everything up inside. You know, your friends are supposed to be there for you. They're supposed to be people you can go to when you're mad or upset or you just need someone that you can just vent to. And that's not ranting because it's something, or that's, I mean, that's not gossiping. Ranting does not equal gossiping because gossiping is about stuff that doesn't necessarily involve you, but ranting is talking about something that involves you, that happened to you, that makes you feel a certain way. And you just, you have to get out what you're going to say because you're so angry or upset or whatever about that topic. That is ranting. And that's not equal to gossiping because, again, gossiping, harmless gossip, Sometimes it's okay with the people you're close to, but ranting is necessary. Everyone has to rant. I rant to my friends probably every other day about something someone is doing that's making me super annoyed. You're not commenting on something someone can't control or something petty or random stuff that is kind of doesn't really involve you. You're commenting on something that makes you personally feel angry, violated, sad, whatever. That is ranting. It is completely different from gossiping. And so if you have friends, you're thinking, oh, do my friends gossip about those things people can't control? Do they gossip about their other friends with me? Or are they ranting? That's a question you have to ask because again, ranting is not the same as gossiping. So that is my whole little spiel on gossip and having friends that gossip. I have just been wanting to talk about gossip for so long because again, there's that negative gossip, but there's also harmless gossip and ranting, which isn't even gossip at all. 
So I just really wanted to talk about that. The next topic I'm going to be talking about are getting into fights with friends. Now, getting into fights with friends can be really stressful. And I know because whenever I got into fights with my friends, I would just feel like sick and gross. And I just wanted the conflict to go away. But sometimes fights are necessary. And I'm going to talk about this later in this little topic, mini topic. But sometimes when someone has done something that really hurts you, you need to be angry at that person because it's not okay. If someone has really hurt you, you can't let them be off the hook for that, you know? But at the same time, not every argument has to turn into a fight. So it's about knowing how can I make sure these arguments with my friends don't turn into something greater than that. How can I talk this out in a healthy way? So that's kind of what I want to talk to you about. First of all, everyone fights with their friends. But if you find that you're getting into fights with this friend a lot, it's definitely time to take a break. It doesn't, I don't know how long that break could be. It could be a few days, a week, a few weeks, a month. I don't know, depending on who you are. Take a break reevaluate do I really still want to be friends with this person if we're constantly fighting is that really a good friendship that I want to save and when I say everyone fights with their friends I've gotten into fights with my friends before but if you're getting into fights very frequently like you get into a fight once a week then it's time to take a step back take a break question what's going on. If you get into a fight once every six months or once a year, that is normal and kind of healthy in a way because you're not always going to be on the same page as your friends. And again, if you have arguments, sometimes those develop into fights and they didn't really, you didn't really mean for it to happen that way, but it did because there was miscommunication but everyone does fight with their friends. It's just how frequently are you fighting with your friends? The more frequently, I feel like the more risky that kind of is. Sometimes, and I'm kind of speaking to myself here because this happened to me sometimes. Sometimes I'll get mad over small things which aren't really the other person's fault. Or maybe the other person is at fault and they said something that was rude but I get mad and I blow it out of proportion. I feel like the biggest problem in getting into arguments and disagreements and fights with your friends is that there's miscommunication and things are blown out of proportion. You know, if one person says a snide comment to you that you don't like, that makes you feel like they're making fun of you, that doesn't need to become this whole giant argument. But, you know... You have to stand up for yourself. You have to say, I don't like when you say that to me. Can you stop? Say something like that so the other person knows how you're feeling, but then the argument doesn't become blown into a huge thing because not every thing your friends do to you needs to become a huge fight. Now, if this person is always saying snide things to you, then the conflict may 
become bigger and it's a continual progression of them saying rude things to you. But if it's one time or once every few months his friend says something rude, it doesn't need to become this huge thing. Sometimes we get, we overreact and we get mad over small things, which isn't necessarily that other person's fault. But then on the contrary, sometimes people do things that really hurt you, you know, and there is a valid reason for you to be angry and you deserve to be angry because what that person did was hurtful. My biggest advice to that is to stand your ground. Don't just ignore it, let it go. Hopefully, yeah, I'll just forget about that. It'll work itself out. Don't do that. That's the worst thing you can do. Stand your ground and make it clear to that friend why you're upset. And it's better to do these things face-to-face or on FaceTime. So don't text your friend and be like, I hate you. That was so rude. Like, talk to them in person. Tell them why you're upset. Work things out. Because whenever I get into these fights with my friends and it's over text, it always becomes so much bigger than it should have been because things get misinterpreted over text. But if you talk about it on FaceTime, if you get into an argument and you say, okay, we need to talk about this, you FaceTime them or you meet up with them in person to talk, usually the conflict gets resolved because on text, it's so easy to say things that you would never say in real life or to be super bold on text and in real life you would never say something like that and you would be more forgiving and understanding. So it's important to stand your ground, make it clear where you're upset, but do it in a way that won't make the fight worse. Don't do it over text, do it in person. Again, the worst thing to do in a fight is for you guys to ignore each other and or to never talk about the fight again. If you ignore each other, then the conflict doesn't go away. It just sits there in the back of your mind. It's still there, you're just choosing to ignore it. And when you and this friend finally talk again, the conflict's gonna surface and it's gonna be like a fresh wound. The wound will never heal. You can't put a band-aid over a gunshot wound and expect everything to work out. You have to put in effort. You have to really talk about what happened to heal the wound. If you are in a fight with your friends or you just need some advice, how how am I supposed to recover from this fight? You say, talk to them in person. You say, stand your ground. How do I do that? First of all, again, like I said, never fight over text because again, over text, things are misinterpreted so easy so easily and it's very easy to say things that you would never say in real life it's easy to misinterpret what someone's saying and because you guys aren't in person you can't be like wait what do you mean by that what do you mean when you say this is that what i think you mean because oftentimes the other person isn't saying what you interpret them to be saying but because you're not in person to talk about it you just assume oh This is what they meant when they made that comment. And so it never gets discussed and things just get blown out of proportion. So you really need to talk face-to-face or on FaceTime. And you need to explain how you're feeling. Say, I don't like when you make those remarks about me. Or I don't like that you 
did this to me that was really mean, really cruel. But if you feel like the other person is in the wrong, and sometimes both people are in the wrong, sometimes it's maybe you in the wrong, but if you feel this other person did this thing that really hurt me or that I didn't like, don't apologize if that other person is at fault. You are the one that is angry. Your feelings are valid. So don't apologize if you know this other person did this horrible thing to you. The other person owes you an apology and that's part of standing your ground and not being passive and just letting things go or ignoring whatever happened. You have to be assertive when you get into these disagreements and arguments with your friends. Healthy friendships should always discuss things face to face. They should always feel comfortable talking about what happened. I have had friendships where we got into a fight and then we talk about what happened, you know, how do we get here? How do I feel? How does the other person feel? And we spend 30, 45 minutes just talking about it. Those healthy friendships should feel comfortable talking about what happened. If you don't feel comfortable talking about what happened to this friend or because you feel they're going to be scared or you are scared that they're going to be angry at you or they're going to snap at you or they're going to say, well, I don't care. I don't care. I'm still not sorry. If you feel like that's what that friend is going to say, again, step back, reevaluate that friendship. Is that really a healthy friendship that you want in your life? And again, it's important that when people hurt you or when they do something to upset you, you deserve closure. And the way you can get closure is just talking with them about it, understanding what happened, how did things go wrong, how did we get here into this fight. Talking about it, you, you take all the things I've said, all the advice I've given, the one main thing, all of these little tidbits of advice I have are talk about it. Talk about what happened with your friend. Why do you feel how you feel? Talk face to face. Don't ignore each other and be assertive. By talking about what's happened with you and a friend or by talking about when an argument happens to ensure it doesn't bloom into a fight, you get closure you can settle what happened and you don't just ignore the conflict. You have to talk about things and it's a life skill, you know, and it's kind of hard sometimes I feel like because you may be scared, you don't like talking about conflicts face to face, but sooner sooner or later there's going to be another conflict and you're going to have to work things out and you have to do it face to face. You're going to have to learn how to talk with people about things that make you mad with your friends. And don't forget you're talking to your friends. They're not going to be like horrible people to you unless they're bad friends. Then drop the friendship and run. <laughs> but they're not going to be horrible to you. They're your friends. You guys have had a history. Hopefully they'll understand where you're coming from and you guys can work things out. So that is my whole spiel on the segment. I hope that helps because I know, again, getting into fights with friends is just the worst feeling. So I hope that helped.
the next mini topic that I'm going to be talking about in this friendship part two episode, I want to talk about growing apart from friends and losing friends. Because I know this episode is a little heavy. We have, oh, getting into fights with friends. Oh, having friends that gossip about you or gossiping in general. Losing friends, growing apart from friends. But it is important to talk about and I do want to talk about this. So I feel like when you lose friends or when you grow apart from them, again, this is universal no matter your age, no matter your gender, wherever you come from. This is a human experience. When you lose friends and grow apart from friends, there's a lot of guilt that comes with that. And I feel like, I don't think it's just me. I think this is a universal experience. When I grow apart from friends, I feel guilty. I'm like, oh, I should have reached out more or we should have tried harder to preserve this friendship. Or losing friends, oh, we were so close. How... How did this happen? And there's so much guilt that comes with this loss of friendship or growing apart. But I'm here to say, if you need this person to say, you shouldn't feel guilty. Because oftentimes when you grow apart from friends, those things are bound to happen. You know, everyone grows apart from their friends and you don't need to feel guilty because a friendship is not a one-way friendship. Friendships are two people. And that's the same for all relationships. All relationships you have with people, whether you're friends, you're in a romantic relationship, it's two people. So if you grow apart, it's not just you. It's the other person too. You're both not reaching out. You're both kind of distanced. So if you're feeling guilt, There's probably the other friend is feeling guilt too, and both of you are probably kind of at fault a little for distancing from each other. Now, there may be one person that has distanced themselves more than the other person, but again, friendships are not just one person. Two people are involved in this growing apart or loss of a friendship, and so kind of know that it's not just you feeling this guilt and it shouldn't be you carrying this burden. It wasn't your fault that you lost a friendship or you grew apart. Both of you contributed to that. And sometimes breaks from the friendship are healthy. Sometimes, like I said, when you get into fights with a friend or arguments really often, sometimes you need to take a break, you need to step back, and that is essential. That is really what's needed out of the friendship. Sometimes there may be a physical barrier, like you just live far away, or you just don't see each other that often, that leads to you growing apart. Sometimes that's okay, and you can still become closer to each other. All you have to do is rekindle the friendship by hanging out again, texting or FaceTiming, whatever that is. Because it's normal for friends to grow apart. It's normal to lose friends. You're not going to be friends with the same people you were in kindergarten all throughout your life. You can always rekindle that friendship or become friends again. Become closer. It's just friendships take time. 
and you can't expect that to happen overnight. And I know this is kind of a universal theme in part one, if you listen to that, I was talking about how becoming friends with someone takes time. And it's the same when you've been friends before and you're becoming friends again, it does take time and you just have to be patient. But it's normal for friends to grow apart and you can still become friends again. And sometimes friendships just aren't meant to be. And I know I hate saying this and I hate when people sometimes, well, sometimes I agree with it, sometimes I don't. When people say, oh, whatever happens in your life was meant to happen. You know, it was supposed to happen. Because the loss of someone, a pet, a person in your life, that wasn't really meant to happen because those things hurt. But sometimes friendships, sometimes they aren't meant to be. And you can tell because you feel sad. You either feel two things when this friend isn't in your life anymore. You feel sad or you feel relieved. And I truly believe that when you lose friendships, you either feel this sadness, like, oh my God, I miss them so much. I've had friends where I would stop being friends with them for a little while or I would grow apart and I would have dreams about them because I miss them so much. Or I would just be constantly thinking about them or wanting to text them and be like, hi, let's be friends again. Like, And that's a sign that maybe that friendship shouldn't have ended. Those are those friendships that are worth keeping and that are worth rekindling, reaching out to again. But I've had other friends where it was just the friendship was causing me so much stress, so much anxiety, that when I stopped being friends with them, I felt like a weight had been lifted off my chest because I didn't have to deal with the drama anymore. I was just rid of them. I literally remember having some friends where I just felt, oh my God, thank God. Thank God they're out of my life because I feel like I can finally breathe again. Like I felt like I had a chain over my chest and I couldn't breathe around them or say anything without them getting mad. Those friendships are not okay. Those are times when you need to reevaluate the friendship. If you feel relieved when you stop being friends with that person, that's a sign that the friendship wasn't healthy. You shouldn't have been friends in the first place. If you feel sad, then maybe you should rekindle the friendship. Maybe maybe it's worth it to try and put effort into keeping this friendship or becoming friends again. Although I will say, sometimes you have toxic friendships that are, overall they were toxic, but you have these moments together and you miss those moments together. And my advice is to take a break and if after a couple months or weeks or however long you still miss them, you still wish you were friends, then maybe try reaching out to them again and see if they've changed. Are they still a bad friend or have they become a better person? But sometimes we miss the good moments of the friendship, but we don't miss the actual drama and insults or whatever of the friendship itself. Sometimes we only miss the small good moments that override all the toxic, unhealthy moments. And it takes time to realize that friend wasn't healthy for me. 
I don't want them in my life anymore. So you just have to give it time. That is my biggest advice. If you feel the sadness after losing a friend, give it time. If you still feel like that after a couple months or weeks or whatever, maybe even more than weeks, then maybe it's time to reach out again, see if they've changed. The last topic, or second to last, it depends if I am feel like talking about the last topic. The second to last or last topic is going to be giving advice to friends. I feel like in general, when someone comes to you for advice, there's this pressure to give the most amazing advice ever, to be that person's therapist and give phenomenal advice. But that is a false expectation. And if you have friends that are putting false expectations or that are putting expectations on you to give amazing advice every time they talk to you, that's not really what a friendship is. If you have friends that treat you like a therapist, they only call you when they're in need of advice, that's not a true friendship. Your friends shouldn't treat you like they're therapists. Therapists are therapists. They're there to help you with your trauma or your troubles. Your friends are supposed to be there for you, yeah, but they're not a therapist. They're not someone you can dump everything onto. If you're thinking about your friends or one of your friends or whoever, maybe your previous friends, and you're thinking about, oh, this person would only call me when they're in need of advice. They would never talk to me about anything else except when they needed advice, when they were struggling. That's not a friendship. You shouldn't feel this burden to give this good advice or to care for this friend, to be this friend's therapist. You're not a therapist. You are supposed to be there for them, but you're there for them as a friend. You're there for them to help them make personal decisions. And that's very different from a therapist. If you feel like these friends are only calling you, they're only coming to talk to you when they need advice, you have to know, don't feel this pressure to give advice. Take a step back. Is this worth it? Because giving advice is hard. You know, you have to, you feel like you have to say the right things. Like, oh, is this person going to agree with what I'm saying? Does this make sense? Will this result in good outcomes in their future? Because if a person takes your advice and it doesn't work out for them, you feel guilt. You feel like, oh, I told them to do that and it backfired in their face. No one should have that burden on them. You are not the person to be taking that on. And sometimes it feels like those people can just dump their problems on you and expect you to clean up the mess. When that's happening repetitively, and I'm not saying sometimes you just, again, you need someone to rant to. Ranting is okay. But when every time they talk to you, they're only calling you to rant and to dump their problems on you and say, what do I do now? I need help. Can you help me? If that's repetitive and it's every day that this is happening, that isn't healthy. That's not okay. And that's not what a friendship is. That's like 20% of the friendship, 15% of the friendship, but a friendship is about making memories and being there for them for personal decisions, you know, and you're not a therapist. So 
That is my whole take on giving advice to friends. I know I've had friends like that where I felt like, oh my god, I have to give really good advice to them. You don't have to. No, you're not the therapist and that you shouldn't be expected to give amazing advice. You can try your best, but say, hey, I I don't know if this is really good advice, but I can't really give you that. I can't tell you that. That's a decision you need to make or you need to have someone else help you with. So that is all I'm going to talk about in this friendship episode. I was going to talk about something else. Oh, I was going to say, I don't know if this is just me. I don't think it is, but sometimes I just get so randomly annoyed with my friends I'll be like oh my god this person is annoying me so much and I feel guilty I feel bad like I shouldn't feel like this these are my friends but I honestly feel like that's kind of normal sometimes when you spend too much time with a person and you need to be like okay I need to take a day to like have a self-care day or something but that was the last thing I wanted to say I don't really have any advice on that except to say If you feel like sometimes you get randomly annoyed with your friends, sometimes I do too, but I usually just have to take a little break from myself. Usually that means I have to spend more time, like, by myself. But that is all I'm going to be discussing in Friendship Part 2. I have friendship to myself out. I have talked everything friendship I don't even know what else there is to say because I feel like I covered 80% of friendship. Ooh, I'm friendshiped out. So that is all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. Again, if you want to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, I would appreciate that so much. So yeah, thanks for listening, guys. See you next time.